Welcome to episode 30 of Both Down, the number one Blood Bowl podcast. That takes a licking and keeps on ticking. Tick tock, tick tock. What does that mean? Ding. It means that we take a licking and we keep on ticking. So, uh, who we are. I am Steve Kilowagi, and with me is Scott, or Scott Prime. Yep. And as you might notice, the podcast is a little late. It's very late. It's very late. It's uh, all Steve's fault. Well, uh, we were set to record one time, and then my brother-in-law passed away. Steve's fault. And then um, the next weekend, Scott had his kids. Steve's fault. then we were going to record on that Monday, and then I got in, in a car wreck. So Steve's fault. Yeah, it's been fun. Don't forget the Ultimate Warrior has passed away during this time. That's true. The ult- it's the sadder world that we live in. Without We've the had Ultimate to mourn Warrior. the Ultimate Warrior, Jim Helwig. That was his name? Mm-hmm. I had a... <laughs> on my Dwarf Giants team from Season 1 of the Dragonfire Blood Bowl League, yeah. I had one of my Troll Slayers named... Um, I think I spelled Jim... G H E M or maybe G E M. Okay. Like a gem, a crystal. And his name was Hellwig. So he was a troll slayer. So he was crazy, like, like the it, ultimate warrior running around and Yeah. So Seems like if his name is Hellwig, you would think they would go a hell angle with him. Well, he was part of the, Did, we're gonna go on we're gonna talk about some wrestling here. Oh, just a little bit. He came in with Sting. Okay. He was from what I recall memory wise, so somebody can check my facts. But he said. was uh he was part of the a team called the Blade Runners. And his name was Rock, and Sting's name was Sting. And they were a tag team just for a little while down here in Mid South locally. Okay. So I do remember them. And then they split up and you know, Sting went on to be Sting. Well then this guy showed up down in world class championship wrestling called the Dingo Warrior. <laughs> and he had the armbands around his arms and he wasn't there too long, but he was built big physique and stuff and then yeah. he disappeared. And then like from what I remember as a kid, it probably was only like two months, but it felt like a year. Oh suddenly this guy showed up called the ultimate warrior armbands i was like i wonder if that's the same guy well it's the same guy hmm. so so that's the metamorphosis okay. of the character that's cool so anything blood Bowl related happens this last blood Bowl podcast oh i've lost some games on fumble have like, you won some games in real life though i have um so i think we're, you if we're gonna talk some uh, local league stuff yeah we're in our we're getting ready to start week eight of our Blood Bowl season, which is the last week of a normal season before playoffs. And Steve has wrapped up the Thorpe division with his... Um, Black Phoenix Ravagers. Black Phoenix Ravagers, the female Dark Elf team. Mm-hmm. He's already solidified, uh, actually, a playoff bye in the first round. And um, I played the other night, uh, just two nights ago, the first game of week eight. And I, I won, so that guaranteed me a spot in the playoffs in the Thorpe division as well. Good. And then over in the Rozelle division, because since most people play two teams in our league, yeah. um, I've locked up first place in the Rozelle division with a first-round bye. With? And, oh, with the uh, Inevitable City Rampage, which is my chaos team. Okay. Which is limping into the playoffs because <laughs> Allen's uh, Sylvanian Terror's vampire team just killed everybody. So you know, Jeez. I, you know, I don't, I don't know how. I'm so you really... could use the week off. I could, in some ways, 
there's a small part of me that wishes I could play because I need the money. What what happened actually in, in my week seven game? Yeah, is I got lucky. I got enough money where I could buy two beastmen so I can have a bench. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to go into the playoffs with no Minotaur. I'm just going to have the four Chaos Warriors. Wow. The blessing in that, though, is I rolled double sixes with one of my guys. So now I have <laughs> five guys with strength, you know, four. So the other team that's clinched the playoff berth is your... Belarus Swamp Dogs. Belarus Swamp Dogs. They won. And so Which, they clinched the spot. So if I defeat whoever the other team is going to be and I face you... It's going to be my 1-5 strength and 6-4 strength against your 5-4 strengths. Yeah. That'll be interesting. It, w- it actually will be interesting. I, I still don't think I'm going to go far in the playoffs, but I always think that, and I usually do okay. So yeah. I'll just shut up and you know we'll play it out and see what <laughs> happens. Uh, so, yeah, in our Dragonfire League, if anybody cares, there's like one playoff spot open. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting. It always comes down to the last spot, and... And the other league, there's going to be at least a Skaven team going. It's either John or Alan, probably, right? Uh, yeah, and they're both Skaven teams. It just depends who wins and who. If one guy wins uh, and the other guy loses, I mean, there's right. some breakers yeah. and stuff like that. <clears throat> What's interesting, though, most of the time in our league, um, the last week of the season really dictates who's going to make that those final two you know, a lot of times the division might be locked up, but the next spot down because yeah. we normally take two teams from each division because we only have twelve or fourteen teams. This season, if we only had twelve or fourteen teams, both of those spots would be locked up. Oh, that's true. Yeah, uh, before going into this, um, which is kind of different. But you know, this season we have sixteen teams, so six teams go to the playoffs. So, yeah, kind of interesting. Well, at least no teams with a negative winning record <laughs> no, is going no, no, in. No, no. So we're not the ba- we're not basketball. Yeah, and uh, for our back of the pack award, the same guy has two <laughs> teams with no wins and no ties. So there won't be an award because there's the back of the pack. There has to be a clear cut loser, <laughs> which is very interesting. You, you can save money on a trophy. That's right. Somebody's gonna not get a trophy because they didn't try hard enough. <laughs> Uh, other Blood Bowl news. Let's just talk about it right here. Uh, GW took away. Um, they redid their website, and there's no Blood Bowl. Eh. You search Blood Bowl, it's not there. Does that bother eh. you? Not at all. Doesn't bug Especially me if either. you read at the NAF forums, and they're like, Lycos is like, I've talked with GW. They're in process of putting more stuff on the website. This doesn't mean anything. They just had to put something. They had to launch the website. That part wasn't done. BFD. If there's nothing there, I don't care because no. that means the game is in our hands. And if we all like our rule set, then it stays the way it is. And I'm very, I'm like 99% fine with the rule set. Yeah. So I'm excited to see what the Bretonian roster is going to look like when it comes out in Blood Bowl 2. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a human variant. So if they weren't in France, we could try to get them on the podcast. We've had them on there before. I know. It was pain that to us because they were in hard, French. Right? Yeah, exactly. Any other Blood Bowl news? An expansion was announced for the card game. Right. But. Uh, uh, What's that called? Uh, foul, foul Play? I think so, yeah. Which is going to have Nurgle, Chaos, Chaos Dwarves, and Goblins, mm-hmm. right? As the three teams. So that's nice. Yeah, it's a fun game. It's a game we should play more, but. It is, but we don't. Well, that's because you don't like to play games. You're, Steve's not a gamer. 
Really not. He plays games, but he won't just play any game. No. He won't just go to the game shop and pull down a game and play with anybody. No. So, it makes it life a little difficult here in the Ginger household <laughs> because I guess I'm closer to a gamer than I want to admit. <laughs> right. I'm pretty sure your closet would attest to that. Yeah, I know. I keep I cut comics, and I just keep coming home with games. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> Came home with two games today. And there was three there I wanted. <laughs> so I, I left one at the shop today. All right. Well, I guess that's it for the pitter-patter. So. Right. What we got this episode? We are going to take a step back into second edition in our first segment. And we're going to talk about... Well, we'll explain it. We're going to talk about make weights. And it's I a know great you, name. You like that name? Yes. So we're going to talk about make weights in section, uh, segment <laughs> one. Excuse me. Uh, the second segment, we're going to talk about, we're going to do some league talk. And our, our discussion is like, how do We've I. We've had a situation come up in the league, and we're going to discuss how we're handling it and try to get some information from others as to how you would handle it. Exactly. There you so go. we'll just leave it like that. And then the last segment, uh, we're talking about assembling Chaos Pact. This is a team that you have? Right. Yep. We're just gonna. It's gonna be kind of a fluffy segment on why I did what and right. what I've chosen. So that's what we got on agenda for today. Okay. Well, we'll go ahead and wrap this up and come back to segment number one. Both down is brought to you by Wizards Asylum, your premier source for comics and games in Norman, Oklahoma. Check them out online at their new home, wizardsnorman.com. Okay, and in this segment, we're going to take a look back in second edition, as you said, and we're looking at makeweights, or what journeymen used to be, right? Well, what we call journeymen now, right? they used to call makeweights. Okay. Back in second edition... Um, when the companion book came out, there was a whole bunch of steps, you know, like between games. So like what happens, you know, you, right. pay, you pay your team, you can go train your guys. Um, you couldn't just, if you had money, you couldn't just hire, um, you know, if your blitzer died, you couldn't just hire a blitzer. Oh, really? You had to, uh, actually like every coach would roll a dice and there was a chart. Of course, it's old, G, <laughs> old, old GW, right? <clears throat> When there's trouble, you call GW. <laughs> so every coach would actually like roll to look and see if they could find some rookies. And on a roll from one to three, it'd be none. Uh, four and five would be one, and six would be two. And then you would put those rookies in a pile, and then you'd bid on them. Okay? Now, what? This is not rookie linemen. This is rookie like blitzers or you know whatever. Okay, from because what, each position had their own skill level, like rookie experience and veteran, right? Yeah, if I'm reading right here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What'd you ask me? <laughs> I, I said each position had rookie experience and veteran in that position. Yes, actually, as I got star player, not star player points, but experience points. Okay. Yeah. Um, back then, too, those totally different. You had like a you had a star player potential number, and then you would roll it one time once they hit a certain level, and if they Let's say my star potential was uh, four. Okay. And I rolled two six-sided dice, and I rolled a three, which falls underneath the four. 
then immediately I can go generate some star player skills and everything. Because back then, generate star player, you just go to the chart, you'd roll your dice. Oh, I get four skills. Oh, okay. And I was a star player. Jeez. Uh, otherwise, the guy would just really never be a star player. He'd just be a, he could be a great veteran player, but he's not a star player. He okay. has no star player potential. So, um, and of course, you had teams, you know, <clears throat> that had to bid for these positionals and everything else. But um, if a coach couldn't, um, maybe he couldn't afford it, or maybe he couldn't find enough players. But his his team was down to like seven guys because he got really beat up. You know, he'd have to fill in the roster. Right. And, all right, so I'm going to read to you uh, what they describe a make weight is right here. Okay. Okay. And like I said, it's not a journeyman. It doesn't just have loner. These guys are punished a little bit more here. A truly desperate coach has the option of hiring any number of make weights. Basically, talentless lunatics who are willing to play Blood Bowl for the sheer fun of it. Make weights are linemen in most numer- of the most numerous race on the team, because there was a lot of mixed race teams back then. And never have star potential. They also have reduced characteristic scores. Subtract one from the make weights agility, throwing skill, and cool. Which would be, you know, if your agility was three in a normal... Or, for example, an elf would have agility three. And then to all catch rolls, he'd have a minus one. And to all throw rolls, he'd have a minus one no matter what. So, that's pretty bad. Um, these players are considered to be rookies for the purposes of experience and training points. Then it goes on that how they could become veteran make weight players, but they, you know, they don't have no star potential or anything. So they're always going to have these bad attributes to them because like I said, they're just a crazy guy off the street who wants to play blood bowl really bad. So essentially let's say I'm playing a, they didn't have a Norse team back then. Did they? Yeah, they did. They did. Okay. So I'm playing a Norse team. I lose a guy. Mm-hmm. So I'm down to 10 people. I roll the D6, and I get one, two, or three, so I can't recruit anybody, right? Right. So then I get stuck with a make weight. The make weight, he basically sucks because his characteristics are less. But um, he also has no star player potential. So even if he got experience points later, he couldn't become a star player and get extra skills. Right. He couldn't do any of that stuff. Okay. So it really was just a filler. It really is a filler. And, and it's it really, a negative that you don't want to keep on your team. Now, I want, want to say that when you go recruit rookie players, um, every coach brings those to the table, and they actually have a bidding war over it. So if we, me and you had the same race, we could actually fight over a player. Hmm. Uh, but we don't want to really get into that. We want to talk about the make weights. So, now, you're, you give, you're giving them for free, right? You do get them for free. And they actually stay on your roster. It's not just like from one game, right? Right. Okay. So they can stay on your roster as long until you can fill 11 players. Okay. Um, Are they then immediately cut when you can fill 11? Or is it just a matter of... um, Let's see. A coach can hire any number... This also says, you know, after the bidding process... A coach can hire any number of rookie linemen after a match. These players are the basic race of a team. We all know that. Uh... Alternatively, a coach can hire any number of make weights. This option is only option to a coach who cannot field 11 players in the next match. Okay. So once you have 11, you, you drop your make weight. Okay, makes sense. Now, I, I bring this up and just to show the difference. You know, now you have a lot of people, because there's inducements. Back then there wasn't really inducements. Mm-hmm. 
But now you have a lot of people who, you know, you hear the strategies. You know, you take a halfling team, you just have ten guys. You don't care as long as your treemen are well because you're going to get all these inducements. Yeah. Or or loners. Or we had a guy in our league who he could never get enough money to recruit his losses with his Wood Elf team. And he still won the league. Yeah. I think he had one or two journeymen on the the championship team. Yeah, because he just couldn't afford to buy them. And really, why bother? It's an elf with a loner, big deal. Still an elf. Exactly. And I remember at the time, a lot of people in our league were saying it's not fair. And I was like, well, what do you want me to do? The rules are there. You know, you, you're supposed to have a, a journeyman right. you know, to fill that roster spot. And they just didn't think that was fair because it didn't hurt them as much as like a loner goblin. Oh, or yeah. A loner or journeyman, you know, halfling. And it's like, but that's just what it is. I can test that maybe if it's not going to change, but if maybe they would have made the make weights or the journeymen closer to the make weights, people wouldn't want them as much. Give them like a negative to armor. Let's just, let's just say they had the word loner, you know, the skill loner Mm -hmm. and they had the negative AG. There's not a lot of guys who would milk that for halflings with two strength and two agility. Mm, I don't know. In, just in, put them on the line, but yeah, you're in, right. In our league, we kind of have a, it's actually in the league rules that if you have money and you can't field 11 guys, you need to buy somebody. Mm-hmm. That's Unless just you're low. specifically saving up for a position. Right, which actually, you know, in the first opening segment I was talking about the Rampage, I I had to make a choice. I had to either commit to buying a Minotaur with my money and I'd had to wait a couple of games, or I had to say I'm gonna go ahead and buy some other players. Mm-hmm. So yeah, in our league, you know, if you have eighty thousand and you need ninety to get that blitzer, you can say from right now I'm gonna commit to buying that that blitzer until I get him. So that's kind of like a rule we have. But you know, back then they didn't have that. But I'm saying in leagues where they don't make you buy players, right? And a lot of people take advantage, of, like you said. It's just a, it's an elf lineman. What do I care? Mm-hmm. It's a scaven lineman. What do I care? Just they, someone I put on the line. They don't care if they, they die. Might, they might not deal with it so much, or they might not like it so much if it was an AG minus one. Mm-hmm. What was strength minus one? Yeah, well, I think the AG is enough. Yeah, but to me, a lineman, or a, sorry, a journeyman's best use is just sticking him in front of somebody to get hit. Because I really don't care if they die one bit. Now, if they were minus one strength, where they're automatically more likely going to get an advantage on me, and that's more likely going to get me out of the game, so it penalizes me because I'm going to have less players. Well, there's a big difference with a lineman with four agility, journeyman who can dodge out of the way and go set up a tackle home somewhere versus a guy with three agility. You're right. I mean, because that would at least make the... um, Elf coach either eat rerolls or fall down more often, or something. I mean, it, yeah. it would punish. Is what, I, I'm just saying, if journeymen are supposed to punish, this might be a good addition. I don't. It's not going to change. No. Also, these were free guys versus a journeyman who does cost the team some team value. So. Yeah, it's true. There is a big difference. So, but that's how it used to be. It's pretty kind of hmm. crazy, but it's pretty neat. Different game back then, my friend. <laughs> different game they also had just since we're on the subject of this and i'm looking at the page 
they actually you could actually have more players than your you know you're just sixteen. Um, so you could have a true bench. You could have a true bench, and that's where like your injured players would go, and you could mark them on the roster with a B because mm-hmm. they're sitting on the bench. And you could move people basically like the NFL does, practice squad yeah. to main squad. That's what this is, and they have that too. As long as you could afford to play everybody, you could do whatever you wanted. That's pretty neat. Okay, well, I guess that's kind of a short segment, but since you were talking about rules and what we had to do in our own league, and then that actually leads in perfectly to our next segment. So we'll come back and discuss a problem that we're having in our league. This is my turn, and I'm going to do it right. Hello, this is Bomber Dribblesnot, star player. You're listening to both now with uh, Steve and uh, the other guy, Scott. All right, welcome back to the next segment of Both Down. We're going to have some league talk tonight. And um, we actually have a problem. Conundrum. Conundrum. Uh, you know, I almost said that, but I was like, I'm going to mispronounce <laughs> that. So I thought I would use just problem since that's a simple word. Okay. For a simple people. <laughs> All right, so uh, in, in our league, we are having some problems with, we have a set schedule. And... Um, Obviously, there's coaches. Most coaches have two teams, one in each division. Some coaches have one team. And our big problem is is we are having some coaches who got busy with life. And they have to drop out. Or maybe some of them even stop communicating. Yeah. So before we go any further. Which we haven't had before, really. We've never had... No, we really haven't. We, even this season, we've had an instance where s- someone said they were going to meet up. One party came over to the house. And the other party never showed. Never texted, never contacted. Right. It was just like, we should punish them somehow. But So, before we even discuss w- what we've done, or maybe what we should do, I want to ask Steve a question. What... What do you, what is Blood Bowl to you? What type of game is Blood Bowl? You mean like a role playing game, sports game? Well, is it a sports game? Is it a tabletop game? Is it just a game? And you already answered my the, my question by you saying to me, <clears throat> it's definitely with us. It's a role playing sports tabletop game because the role playing aspect is there because we have the league, we have the rivalries, we have. The forum with the talk back and forth and stuff. Right. And that's exactly... Yeah. I I love going to Blood Bowl tournaments. I have fun at those, but they're totally different. Yeah, absolutely. I I, I mean, I try to bring the role-playing world to the the tournaments. Mm -hmm. But uh, when we run our leagues, and even when I had my league back in the second edition, we tried to make it a role-playing game. Mm -hmm. So the whole... To me, the whole point of a league is... To have a role playing game where you you know you have your rivalries, you get to see players come back season after season. Um, 
you know, there's more to it than just a one-off. Not picking on the guys over at Three Die Block, but they discuss their leagues all the time. Yeah. And every season they have different division names. Yeah. You know, when I started this league, I wanted something to be firm. Yeah. You know, so you could say, you know, I won this division three times or whatever it was. You know, I didn't want to change it up, and I wanted it to feel Blood Bowlish. Right. Um. So yeah, to me, Blood Bowl leagues, especially leagues, are very role playing. You know. Sure, I could go to a tournament and just be called player number one. It's not not a big deal. Mm-hmm. But in our league, we got to have names, you know. Yeah. Some players, even though their skills aren't good, are really good players. <laughs> you know, with our random skills even more, you see players develop into great players. So this is a role-playing game to me. And when, we ha- when you play a role-playing game and people can't show up, they have to work Saturday night or whatever. Mm-hmm. In the past, you know, when I was in college, we just – we role played without them. We tried to reschedule, but if we couldn't, you know, that character would um, have a, a side mission on his own right. and disappear for a while, or he'd be captured, but he'd still be a part of the overall arcing story. Mm-hmm. So, what do you do in a league when people don't communicate, people don't show up, and, you know, they might have valid reasons? I'm not here to bash anybody, um, but what do you do? And that's what I'm asking the fans of both down. What would you do if you were a commissioner? No, because we have had a suggestion of, well, one guy was like, well, you just kill all their players. No, we can't do that. Okay, what was another we thing just make them said? leave. Okay, make them lose automatically, and I get they forfeit. Well, you don't want to do that because it messes with records and stuff. Right, so <clears throat> it was the other Steve. Kind of got it down to the person who was able to schedule on time would get a free halfling chef and the other person you know well let's let's walk through the the proposed scenarios of punishment yeah it it's week five and you said one of our players steve eckert Mm -hmm. um he said just have them lose they forfeit and i don't think that's fair no now, he said it's not fair for the guy who shows up and plays. And I totally agree. I think there should be different levels of punishment, too. If someone can't get it scheduled within the two-week time frame, it's one thing. If both parties are trying and they can't do it, no one's at fault. If one person's like, look, I just can't do it, but the other person is okay with it, then maybe there's no punishment. But if the other person's just not responding... And it takes them two weeks to respond. Then there needs to be a, a punishment level like one. But like in the situation where we had somebody show up and the other person just didn't, and they had a scheduled day to play, there should be a higher level of punishment for that. Because the... to me, that almost is a forfeit. Because they did not show up at the time. All valid points. Yeah. The... The hard part as a commissioner of the league who has the final say on things, you know, what is this? I say you won three champions. This is the only reason, the only way I know to know how many seasons <laughs> we've had in our league. You've won three championships. Mm-hmm. I've won two and finished second. So mm-hmm. six. And we had one other guy win a championship. So we're in, we're in season eight right now. Is that yeah. correct? Yeah. We've had eight seasons with the same core players. Mm-hmm. Same guys taking two for the teams. most part. For yeah. the most part, I mean, a few come and gone. Um, leagues as big as it is, you know, 
luckily because people are willing to play two teams or want to. I mean, yeah, that gives them a chance to try halflings and then play something else, mm-hmm. you know, without just having one team to suck all season long. <clears throat> We're very fortunate because you hear of leagues starting in stores or even at people's homes that only have four teams. Yeah. And then they have one league and it's done and move on. We're very fortunate that our role-playing game has continued on this many seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, Streaming Johnny saw all the goofy trophies and they gave, gave us a hard time, but that's because we've had longevity. Yeah. And what we, what you can't, to me, as a... You can't be a hard ass and scare them off. You have to have a little leniency. To me, if you start telling coaches if they don't play exactly on time, they forfeit games, you're going to get that coach halfway through the season that says, eh, I'm already out of the playoffs. Screw it. I just won't show up anymore. Exactly. So he might have beat somebody in week one and might have cost that guy in the long run the playoffs, mm-hmm. but he gave free wins off to a bunch of other people. So as a commissioner, what I've decided is that another coach just play out the team. Yeah. And so then one of our players goes, which really is a punishment in a lot of ways, because I'm a good player. I played a guy's orc team and I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Steve's never played orcs and he had black orc blockers in the wide zones, which he justified as a valid strategy, but it did not work. It seemed like a good idea at the time, (laughs) but no, it did not work at all. We had one guy that said, you know, sure, I'll, I'll play, I'll sub for those coaches, but I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go for it with every guy. And it's like, no, you can't do that either, right? Because to me, this is a role playing game. So if you know, you have your D and D role playing group, mm-hmm. right? If one of those guys missed, which has happened in the past, yeah. and you guys asked me to sub in for that character. Yeah, I, I said no, but if I would sub in for that character, and they said the personality of the character does goofy stuff. That I do goofy stuff. Right. Um, so what I, for our league, when we had this dilemma, and this just happened, you know, last couple of in-week seasons, um, I told, we assigned coaches to, to sub in those games. We found out who was available, asked them if they could play the games, and, you know, we had to just go by their word that they're going to play the best they can. Yeah. And you can tell if someone's being stupid. Exactly. Um so, for example, I was asked by our buddy Sarge, who is finishing up college. He <laughs> has a kid, and they have a crazy work schedule and everything else. He's played all eight seasons with us, and this is the first time he said, like, I got to go. He also had to go to a wedding in, like, Arkansas. Yeah. He's like, I don't want to hold up the week. Can you play my games? And he said, you or Steve play my games. I trust you guys. Mm. And he said, I even trust you guys to play it like I would play it. And and you did. And so I <laughs> you got I the got, elves beat up very bad, yet they still won. So I had to, I, you know, I was here at the time to play the elves, his elf, pro elf team. And we almost lost to halfling because I won. One wasn't used to his team. They got beat up and he only mm. has like 11 players. And I won on the last play. Otherwise, and actually, the other guy, if he would have made one dodge roll, he would have won. Yeah. So that was a close game. But his other team, Sarge has, is a vampire team that he plays all six vampires and only five thralls. Every chance he gets. That's just his thing. He he knows it's not the smart strategy, but that's how that team plays. And um, They're the hack and slashers, so he puts out all six of the movie monsters and... 
Right. Yeah. And so I texted him after that game, and I said, you know, I said, I pulled off a tie for you. I said, it was really hard because I played them like you would with all six guys. He texted back. He said, well, I knew I knew you would do that. Mm-hmm. He's like, so I'm, I'm glad you did that. That's, you know, I'm surprised you got a tie and all this <laughs> stuff, you know, because I played them like he would. If I was playing that team, there's no way in hell I'd play with six vampires. No, you put four at most. Four at most, exactly. But so we have one player in the league who, well, he he if I gave him ten dollars, he'd gripe about it. But I think he does it in fun. But he was the main voice of like, you know, these guys should really be punished, mm-hmm. and you just can't punish these guys because you don't want them to. One, you don't want to run off people that are willing to play a league for you. Yeah, and as a guy who's had eight seasons with most of the same players. You got to be a little lenient and understand life happens. There does need to be something though, just to, I really don't care if people can't get the game done within the two weeks. That's not that big of a deal. It really bugged me when he, the one guy didn't show up and didn't let anybody know. I totally agree with that. That one, I think we do need to have a little harsher thing of, Okay, well, you didn't show, so well, next time you play, you lose two players or, you know, or or something. The other player gets a halfling chef or something, I don't know. Right. Uh the same guy that was actually telling us like make them forfeit, and I said no. Make them do this, mm-hmm. you know, kill their players. I said no. You know, let somebody play them and just play them wrong. I, you know, I said no. He actually came up with a great idea. He said, "Well, how about give the the team that is playing against the sub coach, a halfling, a free halfling chef. Mm-hmm. So not only is the team punished by like I don't know these guys and I've never played Skaven before, you also take away those re rolls. Yeah, and I don't think that's really a bad idea. No, it's not. And, and you know, I don't think I know Sarge. If he couldn't have made those games, he would have gladly accepted that punishment. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Looking forward, I don't think we're going to. I'm sure we'll have this problem at some point, but we haven't had it up until now. Yeah. So, um, but, what, so I guess my main question is to other league commissioners out there, or just people who have fantasized about, I would love to have eight seasons of mm-hmm. being a Blood Bowl commissioner. What would you do to make sure your players are happy, all of them, the ones playing every game and the ones who play seven out of eight games? Yeah. What would you do? Would you let allow somebody else to play their team? Would you have them assign a coach to play their team? And we can't would have, you randomize it? We would can't you? have any crazy ideas because, like Scott said, if the punishment's too harsh, you... People give up. People give up. And then they're like, well, screw it. I just won't play the rest of the season. Then they won't play the next season. And then it's just... It's chaos at that point. Right. And and going into week eight, you know, a lot of our teams are out of the playoffs, but yeah. they're willing to play their games yeah. instead of just no showing. We, and, and I don't want it something to be, I don't even want to start the thing of, okay, if you don't show up, it's a one nothing victory for the other guy. He gets two MVPs because there's going to be a lot of guys at week six, they're going to look at the playoffs and go, Oh, I'm out of playoff picture. Okay. Yeah. I'll, you get, you get buys for the rest yeah, of the Yeah, We don't, we don't allow any forfeit of any type really. No, not at all. And I think we've had one forfeit before, and that guy was kind of asked to leave the league. Did he quit in mid-game, or? Uh, he wanted to. He did not. Oh, okay. But he 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 actually quit 
he didn't quit the league. He just said he's probably better off not playing. <laughs> and at that time, I made a decision to hand off his team to somebody else yeah. for the rest of the season. Okay. So, and you know, it happens. You know, he's not coming back. So, and that's another decision I made. I mean, he's a good friend of mine. So, mm-hmm. but so commissioners, league what? people, fantasizers, give us what's. Email all email your suggestions us. to bothdownpodcast at gmail.com. I mean, have you thought about this anymore? Or you don't, do you not even think about it because you don't have I, to? I really don't know. I mean, I, I think the halfling chef is probably the best idea. And maybe, like I said, if they schedule a game and they don't show up, I'm almost for giving them a forfeit, but I don't want to do that either. Because I know the repercussions of that. I just think there should be something stronger for that situation. Because it just wastes everybody's time. I don't have the rule book in front of me, but there is a thing where, like, if you forfeit a game, mm-hmm. you know, somebody gets two MVPs. They get the money. I think I think two MVPs, and I think double the yeah. both teams' money. And the other and players, think, star players, have to roll to stay, see if they stay on the yeah, league. Yeah, they get disenchanted, and yeah. they might leave the team. Now, that might be something, but then again... You walk that fine line of like, oh, really? You my know, best player's gone. My well, best player's gone, and you guys might think that me no showing was not important, but to me it was. Yeah, and it was. You know, it was my little boy's soccer game. Yeah, even though maybe we've heard that excuse four times. Yeah, <laughs> so you you have to be very careful because you. I don't know. To have a league, you have to have players. Mainly, I'm interested in hearing what the suggestions would be. Right. And see if there might so be far, better. our best suggestion, though, is if Steve's subbing in for somebody with the Orcs and uh, he's playing my regular team, I get a free halfling chef. It doesn't yeah. you know, add to my team value or anything. I just get extra rerolls. You, you could, maybe. You maybe. could get none. That's part, of the, the, that's part of the reason we like the halfling chef, is it does have that randomness of, yeah, it might be really good, it might be nothing. Right. So, All right. I think we've covered this, man. We have indeed. So uh, we're going to come right back after this little short break, and we're just going to gab some fluff about some chaos pack. This is Torn Strongarm, thrower for the Middenheim Wolfpack. You're listening to Bolt Down with Stephen Scott. And for this segment, we've had people ask about the teams that we're making or the teams that we've been wanting to make. And we figured we'd bring Scott on to talk about his new Chaos Pack team because it's kind of awesome. And it's kind of got a crap load of people in it. <laughs> what, what do we say? It's kind of awesome? Hmm? Yeah. What, what, you really think so? Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. So I have like 25 people on my Ravagers team, and I thought that was a lot. Yeah, so I'm creating a Chaos Pack team. And, of course, being a second edition guy, you know, the Chaos All-Stars come to mind. They're, they were a Chaos, Chaos Pack team that actually worked well together, and they got mm-hmm. along, and they weren't punished because they, you know, hated each other or didn't want to hand off the ball. That's supposed to be the fluff of why they were so such well players. You know, a good, good team together. And, of course, they had Morgan and Thor, who was like the best, supposedly the best ogre and all this stuff. So, okay. So, 
of course, I always have dreams of like, if I ever have a chaos pack team, I want it to be, you know, kind of in that vein. Cause that's what I grew up playing. And so now really, this is a team that I've heard about you wanting to make for a couple of years now. Right. Maybe and, even longer. It's just always been like your dream team. Well, and you know, it, it started definitely started back when first found out, you know, that other people play blood bowl in the world still. This was, you know, I think around the time I was showing you the game. Yeah. Uh, which was what now seven years ago i think at least <clears throat> and you know you get online you go oh my gosh they made chaos all-star miniatures and i don't know the true story of it i think at one time i could be wrong was it tom or somebody associated no with impact or with the chaos cup or, I, don't, I don't know the true story uh, but I know that if you went to Chaos Cup, you got a miniature. Right. So there was a Grat Griggleson miniature, which was a Chaos All-Star. And it's going to be kind of odd talking about these miniatures since you don't have a visual reference. Most know. people have seen them. Um, but it had the old classic. Some of them, most of them look like they were, look like they were modified. Maybe the sculpts of second edition models to make a, like, um, to make a, you know, a Chaos All-Star. Like the, uh. Wormhow Grayskull Grayskull model yep. that was for not the Blue Shimbozerkers, but the, some other team. Oh my gosh, some second edition team. Arctic Crag Spiders. There you go. I knew you. I'm actually that, shocked you remember. Is that, that really it? Yeah, that's right. I, I'm pretty sure that's right. It's like my favorite second edition. It's like that name. I, I love that name. I tried to get on Fumble. Somebody already had it. Of course. Yeah, when they did the dice Kickstarter, I thought I could bring back a team. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, gosh, I'd like to bring them back. I, I think you're right. I think it was the Arctic Crag Spires. But his model, there's a there's a Constrictor Adolescent model, which is the, the tentacle guy from yeah. the Chaos All-Stars. He's basically a Wormhout Grayskull model with a modified arm and a head. Hmm. So, um, like the uh, Snake Sanders yeah. Um, figure, which is a, it's a human second edition lineman with instead of a guy with a helmet, he has a snake head. So a lot of these are, are mod models or something, but <clears throat> they were given out at Chaos Cups every year. You could get this model and this model, and for the longest time, I remember I'm going for what I thought was absurd prices. You know, thirty bucks each and mm-hmm. everything else. Um, when was it? Two years ago, maybe. I sold off a bunch of comics. I think so. I'm not even going to talk about how much I paid for them, but I will say that I got every Chaos All-Star model I could. So, you know, I got the Snake Saunders, Constrictor Adelson, uh, Duke Duke Luther Von Hockfire, which was the thrower for Chaos All-Stars, the Gallman Goreblade, Kath the Despised, there was... um, yeah, there was, there was a whole bunch of them. Grat Grigelson, et cetera, et cetera. Jurgen Demon Feeder. I can't really say his name. Oh, okay. He's the alien-looking one. Oh, okay, yeah. <clears throat> that the models. So I, I got all those. So then, slowly over, over the years, I've been getting other old second-edition models that at one time I either owned or always wanted to own, like Wormhout Grayscar, um, the Frankenstein model, you know, some of the trolls and... Uh, minotaurs and stuff yeah so you know i thought this whole time about you know like i want to do a chaos all-star like team or a chaos pack team 
it's like, do I do the classic Chaos All-Stars just by themselves? Or do I, you know, do my own Chaos Pack team? At one point, I know this is going to sound ridiculous, through the comic shop when I was working, I ordered a whole bunch of single-packed of the Chaos Warriors because I didn't want to keep buying uh, just Chaos teams from Games Workshop, so I just bought the single figure because I was going to have a team of with all the Chaos Marauders be the Chaos Warrior models. Okay, okay? yeah. And then I would have a, a miscellaneous Skaven, a miscellaneous uh, Dark Elf, et cetera, et cetera, for the Chaos yeah. pack, all the other races. But all my Marauders were going to look like some type of Chaos Warrior. Well, <clears throat> that was before I actually got my hands on all the Chaos All-Star models. So then it was like, do I want to do two different Chaos Pack teams? And it's like, <laughs> no, you're, you're probably only maybe ever going to play the other one once or twice or maybe in a league if it's still going on. So what do you do? You have all these models you want to use. You know, I don't, I don't know what I wanted to do. So how many models did you have at the time? Um, Rough estimate for this one team. Okay, right now I'm at 35 models with this current team that I'm about to send <laughs> the off to the roster. painters. Okay. That I'm about to send off to the painter. I had, I th- think, 45 or 46 models. <laughs> because, and let me tell you why I have so many models. Please do. <laughs> I obviously cut off all those Chaos Marauders that were going to be in Chaos Warrior armor. Yeah. And I was like, no, I'll just use one from each pose. Well, then I was looking at all the, the, the Chaos All-Star models and then some of the second edition models I had. And I was like, oh, I could just make this a whole second edition team. And I was like, ah, you know, I don't know. I don't know what I want to do. There's so many models. It'd be cool to have all these guys in different uniforms. And I thought, well, I can double up the numbers. You know, this guy can be in the armor, and then he gets a mutation, and then I can swap out the model. Mm-hmm. You know, think of all the <laughs> options. So this was my like grand project that, you know, if you had like a tournament model that was the Were Rooster or whatever, I was like, he'd be perfect for the Chaos All Stars. He's a misfit or the Chaos Pack team. Yeah, because he's a misfit. So I don't want to pay like six hundred dollars to get one Chaos Pack team made, and I wanted to kind of have some type of continuity. So I, the fluff behind my Chaos Pack team is that these guys hang out in a bar, and then they the, the the owner of the bar assembles his rowdy crew of a bunch of drunken misfits, and he <laughs> sends them out there in the field, and they represent you know. So he's a, the owner is a retired Blood Bowl player, and he used to own it with a, a retired Blood Bowl coach. <laughs> he could. I haven't really got that far. So it's like Sam Hain, Mal one. <laughs> it, it, it's interesting that you say him being a coach because he could. Because I have I had a <laughs> the old human coach model. Yeah. From Impact Miniatures that has the three different heads. You know the guy wearing the derby mm-hmm. and all those. Well, I just didn't want a human coach, bar owner or whatever. But I had an extra Spider Smith head. Now, if you're not familiar with the model Spider Smith, he's the guy with. Eight arms from the Chaos All Star. He he's available from Impact. I know that, and he comes with two heads: one head with his spider face, and the other head with a a helmet on. So I use the classic helmet on the guy Spider Smith. So I had this this spider head sticking around with the fangs and the extra mm-hmm. eyes. So that head wound up on my human coach body. <laughs> so the <laughs> the coach slash owner of the bar. 
is this like spider face guy. Yeah. But she looks mutated. So I thought that was perfect. And so my dream going to this bar thing is like, well, then I can't just have these chaos warriors hanging out. This is a bar. And I want it to be like a crazy bar. And I think, think you were in the conversation when I was talking about, you know, it's like the guys from Hitman, the old DC comic yeah. Hitman series, where it was just a bunch of goons together. But when they worked together and they actually were on the same page, they played, you know, they did well together. They also had their troubles. Mm-hmm. So I really wanted and this. And a demon named Bator. Which, <laughs> we'll get into that in a second. <laughs> so my team currently consists, and this is where it's going to stop, at 35 models. I have mostly second edition models. But since these guys are just chaos marauders, some ruffians from around the area, I've added some extra... Not really extra races, but models that represent those races. So, like, I have a orc lineman that will, you know, he's hanging out at the bar. And so if he's called upon, he can go play Blood Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a second edition Chaos chaos Dwarf. You know, I don't have any use for him. I have the figure. So he's hanging out at the bar. You know, he'll be represented on the field as a Chaos Marauder. He's Rhea Perlman. <laughs> um, some other... Just uh, I got I have a I have one elf cheerleader I have one human cheerleader and I have a a, a chaos a female cheerleader so there barflies at the bar that hang out and he says here's some pom poms go out there and cheer for the team mm-hmm. you can have free beer so I have them I have all the chaos all star models I also have a, a just a beastman model on the team so he's just a guy hanging out at the bar just like everybody else uh, I'm. I have no, you, you know, I always call out that I wanted a greaser greer grinder figure. Mm-hmm. Well, about the time somebody sent me one, I also, Chance at Chaos Cup gave us a painted one, which yeah. was awesomely painted. So I don't have really a use for another one. Well, I do now. Greaser <laughs> greer grinder, where did he go? In our league fluff, he was the coach of the Oakland Raiders for season one yeah. and got fired. Now he's hanging out at this bar. <laughs> Maybe his number gets called and he can hit the field again. He'd be Cliff Clavin because he's got the useless information that he can just call up since he's a computer. There you go. I have a few of the old Chaos second edition humans. One of them kind of has like a Darth Vader looking mask on and the other guy looks just like a dude with a rat tail ponytail. Yeah. Do you remember what I'm talking about? Yeah. That right there? Okay. Uh, so I have these models. I have Wormhow Grayscar uh, on, on this team. Um, some of the models... You know, Sark Four Eyes, he was the uh, Skaven catcher or the Skaven player on the Chaos All-Stars. He has two heads, so that's why he was Sark Four Eyes. Um, You know, I don't really want a model out there that has two heads if he hasn't earned two heads. So I have a a Skaven gutter runner that will be that position until he mutates. (laughs) Um, I really wanted to... Uh, have like a an evil halfling. I know there's not evil halflings, but there's got to be one of them with a really bad attitude. You Danny know, like DeVito. Danny DeVito, exactly. Or that Beetlejuice guy from oh, <laughs> Howard yeah. Stern. Um, so I couldn't really find what looked like a little mean halfling. Mm-hmm. Well, the guys from Zerpcast has their little, is his name Zlerpus mm-hmm. Zabinski or yeah. whatever. Uh, that I got, I got bought that model years ago at Chaos Cut from Extreme. And now I get to use him. He's going to be a part <laughs> of my Chaos Pack team. He's going to represent. I also have a second edition Goblin. So, 
if I want to play with a halfling in that goblin position, since they're stunty guys, he can represent. So a, ha- a chaos halfling and a goblin can represent that goblin race. Right. Um, same thing. I got two different uh, dark elf models. So if I have a more agilic one, it's going to be the second edition catcher dark elf model. If he goes more of a strength route, I have a lineman dark elf. So it just depends which route I go. And I know this is really just crazy, but I cannot wait to get this team painted. I really, I did plan on having like two or three different trolls to represent. Like if this troll dies, another one comes along. But realistically, I can use those trolls on my goblin team, which I don't have painted yet. Yeah. So I, I tried to narrow it down. I have it narrowed down to 35 models. Well, it's not crazy. For one team. Jeez. And I feel like I'm, <laughs> I'm like, maybe I should add some of those other ones. But it's going to be so awesome because every rate, every guy, there's nobody on the team that looks the same. There's not one. So I can't wait to, like, take a picture when these are done. Mm-hmm. And just in my head, there's a there's a, a picture in the, um, I believe it's the Star Players book from second edition where it shows the Chaos All-Stars kind of just standing yeah. there in like this team pose like right before kickoff or right before the game. I love that picture. Of course, I love most of that artwork, but really love that picture because nobody looks the same. They're all different. They look like a ragtag bunch of guys. Mm-hmm. That's what my team's going to look like, <laughs> and I cannot wait. So excited. So we're going to fully incorporate the Cheers theme into this, right? No. I don't know about that. Just going to call them Cheers? Is is there 35 35 different Cheers characters? Probably. I'm sure there are. (laughs) Was Whoopi Goldberg in that? No. (laughs) Wow. I guess. (laughs) I don't think so. I guess I just think that because she boned Ted Danson for a while, right? Yeah, she did. Okay, so the team name. Okay. Oh, gosh. I struggle with team names so bad because I want to make sure they're the right fit and the mm-hmm. fluff. And uh, it's just, it's stupid. It's stupid. And the mascot's even worse because I want to kind of find a similar logo that either I can modify or change or do my own. Okay. So since, you know, we talked about these guys being like a bar, like in Hitman, you know, I looked at the bar name in the Hitman comic. It was called Noonan's, you know, like. Mm-hmm. It had some other type of name. It had like some little tagline, you know, like the last bar or whatever. Yeah. I can't remember exactly what it was. But <laughs> we talked about it, and I think I think it was you that mentioned the character, or we talked about the character Bator. Oh, yeah. It was me. And I was, I, I think if I remember the conversation correctly, I said, I love that character. He was just so funny because all he said was, I am Bator until, mm-hmm. until Hitman and his buddy died. Spoiler alert. And Steve told me he's like he showed up in the comic Demon first, which what? is also written by Garth Ennis, and he became a master of hell at one point. So people had to call him Master Bator. Right. And so that was the whole joke and that was worth it. So Hitman I think ended in the late 90s. Yeah, sounds maybe. right. It ran 60 issues if I remember correctly. And I and I had them all at one point. I mm-hmm. I, I sold them off eventually. Loved that comic. Mm-hmm. I never got the Master Bator <laughs> inside joke that Steve told me. So here we are, at least fifteen years later. He tells me something that I never ever picked up on. 
He's like, yeah, he looked kind of like a, and I was like, oh yeah, he does kind of look like one of those. And he does kind of have stuff coming out of him at times. Yeah, so I I wikied Bator, and uh, and they talked. If you about, want to, it's B A Y T O R. Yeah, and you can read about his powers, and I'm gonna keep this all children friendly. <laughs> sure. This episode, well, I don't know why, but okay. Yeah, we've made it this far. Yeah, uh, but yeah, so he is a nothing but a uh, penis joke. Mm-hmm. And I I did not know that. So what I thought of is if I have Chaos packed. Anyways, long story short, I like the name Baytor because he was the barkeep after Noonan died. Mm-hmm. And since I came up with this coach and everything, his name's Baytor. I think I'm going to spell it B-A-E-T-O-R. But that's going to be like his bar, Baytor's bar or something. Mm-hmm. So I'm still struggling. What do I call this team? The Buccaneers? I even thought about like... You know, maybe like there's a you know in college there's the Baylor Bears and Baytor is close to Baylor. The Bell Ends, huh? The Bell Ends. Bell Ends. Mm-hmm. What is a Bell End? Everybody oh. in England is laughing. Really? Remember my football team, fantasy football team, the Bell End Hogs. I didn't know that was some inside joke either. Yeah. What is same as the previous season, which was the Tallywhackers? Oh, okay, it's Bell End. It's a penis slang joke for penis. Too? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Penis hogs? That was your team? It was penis penis. Because hog is slang for penis too. Oh. Dude, you you know a lot about penises. Every one of your characters in Call of Duty has some type of like penis slang. <laughs> Willie, Johnson, Shavans. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's pretty funny. <laughs> wow. I did not catch that. Yeah. That's really cool. <laughs> Sorry, people in England. I didn't get it. I'm just a stupid American. So anyways... The bar's going to be called Baydors, and I need some type of name. I was thinking Bandits, since they're probably like guys going in there just to kind of kind of hit undercover and just get a drink without being bothered. Brigands? Bullies? I saw Brigands. I, butchers? Because butchers. they could go do some... They could be hired as hitmen. In the same vein as the Hitman comic, you know. Assassins, which is kind of... Eh. Thought about just calling them the Bears. Yeah. You know. <laughs> into gay like club. Baylor, but, well, never mind. I think, <laughs> I think I'm not going to do that. Good call. Although that would be kind of unique since I went through all this fluff about each guy's rugged and mean. And then <laughs> yeah. They're, just, they're, all, they're all Bears. Just slap leather on all of them. Give them a little facial hair. It's funny because the, the team colors is going to be white, black, and bronze. See? So it could work with your leather theme. <laughs> Man, we're going in the wrong direction here. <laughs> Trying to be fluffy. But if anybody has a suggestion about a group, like a bunch of dudes hanging out at a bar who's just a bunch of ruffians that play Blood Bowl, I am willing to take some some suggestions for a, a mascot. Sounds good. I, see, I don't even know if I should call it like Bador's Saloon. <laughs> More and more I say Bator out loud, yeah. it sounds bad. But when I write <laughs> it down, it looks cool. <laughs> Isn't that sad? The Bator Beaters? Oh, the Bator Beaters, yeah. No, that's awful. I know, but it works. Oh, that's awful, dude. Uh, Bator. Was he a He-Man character? Bator? Yeah. It was a B guy. <laughs> he was know. Buzz Off. Yeah, that's right. I'm just I'm taking this as I said from kid friendly to not kid friendly. There's no character named Beator. Okay. I always like the toy when this is masturbates. Who? 
Did you ever watch the movie The Toy? Oh, there was when a the kid tried to buy Richard Pryor? No, i never seen that movie. Okay. Well, the kid, his name was Bates. So they had to call him Master Bates. All right. Well, I think this wraps up this segment. I wonder if anybody else has, like, a team with more players. There's got to be somebody out there who has a team with tons of kids. Well, I'm sure. If you have more than that, get help and let us know. I'm just very glad I don't have to paint this. <laughs> and you know what I thought? I thought maybe I should paint this. Then I can always add to the players because it would be painted in my style. It's true. But then I thought. But you'd also never get it done. Thank you. Yep. That's so. That's why I'm handing <laughs> it off this weekend. Okay. And uh, on that note, we'll be back with shout outs. I'm Scott Costas, beat writer for the Long Island Blood Bowl League, here with another Did You Know, featuring some of the most interesting stories of history in the Blood Bowl universe. Today, a scandal that rocked the Blood Bowl world that didn't involve secret weapons. Teams are always looking for an edge, whether it be performance-enhancing drugs, bribing officials, mini chainsaws, or even hiring wizards. But... Did you know? Not all teams resort to in-game tactics to get the advantage. The Scarcrag Snivellers, a goblin team, had a fierce rivalry going with the Lowdown Rats. They had tried a number of underhanded tricks to get the advantage over their hated opponents, including recording rats' practices, having their players solicit the rats' cheerleaders, and even paying a halfling chef to poison the rats' food before a game. But none of these tactics compared with what came to be known as Coachgate. Sibler's coach, Nuff said, ordered his assistants to kidnap the Rats head coach, Claus Chutney, ahead of the 2452 Blood Bowl. When Sed got a hold of the Skaven coach, he locked him in a cell beneath the Sniveller's stadium and demanded that Claus reveal his playbook. Chutney refused to cooperate. Despite the six months before the Blood Bowl and plenty of time to break down the Skaven leader, Sed couldn't break him. He tried water torture, pulling out finger claws, threatening his family, and even resorted to singing the orc opera My Dead Lady. Nothing seemed to work. About five days before the Blood Bowl, Chutney was able to convince a goblin guard that he had died. When the goblin came in, he knocked the guard out and snuck topside. There, he found the door to Sed's office open and found the goblin's own playbook. Chutney grabbed it and snuck back down into his cell to read it. A day later... Sed realized he'd be exposed for rat-napping if he still held the Skaven when the tournament started, so he let Chutney go. Sure enough, the Snivellers faced the Rats in the first game of the tournament. The Rats won the game 9-0, with the Skaven seeming have, having an answer for every move the Goblins made. Sed noticed that Chutney was holding his playbook and complained to the referees, but since the refs couldn't read, they had no choice but to dismiss the charge. So now you know what I know. This is Scott Costas. It's time for the patented favorite segment of both town. It's shout outs. Totally not what I expected. Okay. Oh, I was supposed to go, shout out! Yeah. Just, just kind of Dang weird. it. You threw me off guard because I didn't expect <laughs> you to be, like, professional. 
I'm never professional. Mr. Radio Guy. Mr. Radio Guy. Today. Welcome, everybody. <laughs> Is that how you do that? Hey, everybody. That's different if you want morning radio or uh, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. We'll sell you the whole seat, but you only need the edge. Right. 105.3, the edge. Let's just stop. <laughs> All right. What'd, okay. you, what'd you got? Shout outs. Shout outs. Okay. Uh, first off, Anthony Cutting from Australia. Yeah, what does that guy want? I haven't replied to his email yet. <laughs> well. So I'm just letting him know. Anthony, we're going to reply right here on the air now. Why don't you reply to him right now? Okay, let's see. Um, just catching up on some episodes because he's behind. He's a big fan. See, he's behind too. But uh, that's true. So we're giving him more time. He's actually, talking about a crude ball idea. This is Anthony's fault that we're late, actually. We didn't want to really tell right. anybody, but that's he true. is behind, so we thought we'd let him catch up. That makes sense. We're nice like that. Yeah. Uh, he mentioned a Mogwai ball. Every time it comes to rest on the ground, there's a chance it falls into a puddle so you could create a new ball. I think someone kind of mentioned that, but hmm. gremlins are treated like a ball, blah, 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 blah. So it's more critter bowl ideas. Yeah. Awesome. It is cool, though. Yeah. Keep them coming. And he does, he does use gang grape in the email, so points for that. <laughs> he probably doesn't like his shout out now, live on the air. <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully he does, because it's kind of awesome. The gremlins take the distraction of a touchdown or halftime to escape where it is rumored that they went on to gang rape many a goblin and thus snotlings came about. So that's where we got snotlings. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. But yeah, anyone else that we haven't replied to yet, eh, we've been behind. I've had stuff happen. Oh, and also, uh, Dennis Bolin has mentioned that over on Talk Fantasy Football, they're doing some sort of Kickstarter-like campaign where they're selling teams from um, the North American Team Championship to fund the next one. I don't know any more than that. You don't so, know if there's Skaven teams or under teams? I don't know or... any more than that because I haven't checked yet. So go to ta- Talk Fantasy Football, look at, um, I assume, the for sale page. Well, or... What's Dennis Bowen's real name? Not real name, that would be but his online name. Deluni Shaman. Deluni Shaman. Yeah. So contact him. Um, I guess I can give a shout-out even though it hasn't happened yet. But it will Future have happened. Future shout-outs. It will have happened already once this is out. Okay. So I'm going to just shout-out all the guys from Austin. Yeah. Um, Stop actually going to Rot Cup without me. Yeah. I'm going. You didn't want me to go. <laughs> that, n- not true. No, I, I was actually going to go, but then the car wreck happened, and I got to go get new glasses this weekend and get stuff set up for a rental car and everything. So I'm going to be making the trip almost alone. Yeah, Michael Lewis is helping out. Yeah, oh, big time. But I give it. I guess I'm going to go ahead and give a shout out to all the guys down in Austin, all my buddies, and uh, we had a great time this weekend. Even this last weekend, even though it hasn't happened yet? Well, yeah. And maybe not. Maybe We'll record you talking about it on your way back. Will we? I guess. For next I, episode. I might be mad. Maybe. But uh, I'm excited to go. I'm taking Necro. And um, I cheated because I asked Matt Vanderbee advice. <laughs> 
Sam. You can't ask Matt every time you have a team. Well, here's the problem. I, I'm not scared anymore to ask people like if they really good with a team. Like, hey, you mind helping me out? I've never played this team yeah. before. And most Blood Bowl people go, sure, no problem. You know, what's your style? Or you know, this is my style. Here's what I recommend. Matt Vanderby's so ranked so high in so many races here in the U.S. I'm not going to like email somebody from like Afghanistan or Russia that plays Blood Bowl. So I threw out two countries there that's highly unlikely that they play Blood Bowl. Okay. So nobody would get offended and send me an email like, you always can send me an email. I'm just in Germany. You know. So I say something about Mexico and you get mad, but you can call out two countries. That's I didn't fine. call them out. They just don't play Blood Bowl. Okay. Mexico might. Okay. <laughs> they might not. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I emailed him again and I actually prefaced it by like, Hey, apologizing that I'm bugging you so often. Every time I create a team, no, I said, uh, I need some advice if you don't mind. And I also will be contacting you again in about six months when I go to chaos cuff <laughs> and we need Matt, to buy him a crutch. Why? Because you're using him as your crutch. Yeah, I am. It's called learning from somebody smart. <laughs> Teacher, can you do the homework for me? I just want to make sure I do the best job I can. No, I didn't say do the homework for me. Just look Give it over and advice. tell me where. Okay. The team, the the skills that he picked and mine were about eighty percent the same. So, meh. did you change the other twenty percent? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why would I not? The guys are a good player, so I'm going to listen. I'm just to him. saying. Uh, you you learn from people, and mm-hmm. since I can't sit and watch and get beat by Matt Vanderby, I can ca- ask his advice, and there's nothing wrong with that. I've played him once, and I beat him. You could <laughs> just ask me. I don't know what the big I, fuss is. Hey, I I, I beat uh, Brian Mitchell. I played him once at Cast Cup, and I beat him, and See? he has like seven banners or whatever in the big house. So it's not yeah, like not, a big deal. Not lately. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> That's all I got. That's all I got playing against the North guys in yeah. Blood Bowl. Um, I beat Jonas, who finished last. That's true. I, I beat him, you know, the night before Cass. Yeah. I'm always going to remember that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I think more people, if you're kind of stumbling with a team that you've never played before, Just reach ask out to Vanderby. Somebody. No, don't ask everybody. Vanderby. Email Vanderby. In fact, we'll go ahead and give you his email that, that address is right true. now. I have reached out to Falcon before. I think his name's Ryan about mm-hmm. orcs, and he get, he was happy to give advice. I'm just, I'm saying there's people out there that love to talk about the game. Really? Yeah. What episode are we on of a podcast that talks about the game? We talk about <laughs> the game, but not like strategy. Oh, okay. So you can either go to another podcast and learn strategy, <laughs> or. You can just go to one of the sources of somebody that's a good player that doesn't mind giving back. Okay. So use these sources okay. is what I'm saying. So shout out to Matt Vanderby. Okay. How about that? That works. And all my boys at Rock Cup. Okay. I'm kind of excited. Anything else? I'm excited about Rock Cup. Good. I hope you do well. Because they have like some miscellaneous random rules. Yeah. Where random people can get like hideous appearance or foul appearance or something like that. They get the well, You got rock. both of those covered already. Wow, thanks. Mm-hmm. Hey, you ever <laughs> thought about being a superhero so you can wear a mask? Boom. Why, why would you say such hurtful things? Hey, Johnny already said That's, I'm the pretty one on his podcast. That was sad. 
It's kind of scary. That means he would go for me first. Yep. In a, in a like a dire situation. Well, in any situation. Yeah. He's got the Humpties for me. Well, from what I hear, the Humpty chan- dance is your chance to do the hump. Do the hump? Do the Humpty hump. Yeah, baby. Is that the next one? Okay. <laughs> Anything else or are we just going to wrap this up? I'm trying to think if I have any more shout outs. Jeez. Okay, so we'll wrap this up, and we promise to have the next episode out much sooner than this one was. He is lying because every month I say, let's do a podcast, and he's like, my my uncle died, my brother-in-law died. He's such a liar. It happens. Well, thanks for listening. Next episode's all about Scott Prime, as it's our prime number, episode 31. <laughs> prime episode. I'm just going to talk about anything I want to. Just Starscream. <laughs> You're not even going to talk about Starscream. You're just going to be doing Starscream impressions. Yeah. Megatron? Megatron? Wait. I still function. Wanna bet? <laughs> he lets him go. Name that movie. Name that movie. G.I. <laughs> Joe the movie. Duh. <laughs> Wrong. What? <laughs> okay, we're gone. Somebody probably didn't know that. Come on. All right, we're out of here. See ya. You can follow Both Down on Twitter, at Both Down. You can follow Scott at Fat Finley, F-A-T-F-I-N-L-E-Y, and Steve at Kilowog2814. If you'd like to email, their email address is bothdownpodcast at gmail.com. Or for more information, you can visit them at BothDown.com or on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash BothDown. BothDown is a production of Couch Pirate Radio. Please drop by CouchPirates.com to hear more of their podcasts. All right, welcome back to... God dang it. Welcome to the show where I, I'm going to have a heart attack because I cannot catch my breath. Okay, let me try it again. Am I forgetting to breathe? Yes. Wait, I still function. Wanna bet? Stop!